on this episode of the, the No BS Podcast. Ben, Michael, and Shay give their predictions for the World Series. And also, today is the day we break in a, a new segment called BS or No BS. Ben, Michael, and Shay give, give their takes on, on, on whether the topics are BS or no BS. Um, and today we will also break in another new segment called Final Thoughts. As as we as 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 we wrap up our episode, and and as we transition into the next weeks, but first and foremost, I would like I would like to introduce Michael, who was not here for the previous episode, but will be joining us from here on out. Michael, what's going on? How's it going, fellows? How are we doing today? I'm excellent. We're doing good. We're doing good. We we have a lot to talk about a today. Lot that's about, for sure. Man. That that, that uh-huh. killed me that I couldn't join you guys, but you know I'm glad to be here now. So why don't we just dive right in? Let's go for it. Let's do it. All right. So I know you guys talked about a couple of things last week about uh, NBA Finals predictions, uh, general sports stuff, stuff like that. So why don't we just start there just so I can say that I have my stuff on record, you know, so that the people can hold us accountable for when the season comes to an end. What do you say to that, huh? Let's go for it. All right. So walk me through again what exactly you guys are talking about in terms of like what you talked about last week with the NBA and uh, you guys talked about, I think you guys talked about Michigan last week too. So, so just to give a recap to everybody listening last, last week we, we focused on, on two main topics. First and foremost, the fact that Michigan was ranked number six and in terms of, and in terms of what we saw as a future for them. And also, and also we did talk general NBA, including our finals predictions um, um, I think Ben had I a had, very interesting one. I had the, I, I have, okay, I'm not changing this. Oh, he's, he's not going to change this. I those. have the Mavericks against the Bucks. Uh-huh. So you're uh-huh. sticking by you're that. sticking by it. Yes. St- okay. okay. All right. I'm, I'm going to hold you to that. All you beautiful Spotify listeners, you heard Ben Sachs. He's sticking to it. Mavericks, Bucks, book it, book All right. it. So, I, will, I will be the first one to text you when you're wrong. Yeah. Just for the record. Yeah. I'm, 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 I, I won't be receiving that text. I'm, I'm going to punish you with more cupcakes. That's, that's, I won't be getting any punishments. No. I won't be receiving texts because no. I, I am the future. I know what's going on. All right. All right. He claims. Okay. So basically, let me do this from a objective standpoint because obviously these two awesome people are Michigan fans. Um, as I am not a Michigan fan, I can definitely attest to how good they have looked this season. I think that for whatever reason... Jim Harbaugh hasn't been able to have a team like this to this point. You know, I, whether it's the even the quarterback situation is not even that the best thing, but they have an amazing running game. They have a solid defense. Aiden Hutchinson is probably going to be a top ten pick in the NFL next year. So like that's obviously a huge bonus when you have that to any team, and they just look the best that they have in like his whole time there. So. I gotta say, guys, like, I can understand, like, your excitement because, like, they look good. And maybe this is the year they finally beat Ohio State. They break the losing streak. Who knows? I like, Ben likes to say that he was, like, in middle school. What was it? In middle school, the last time that. I was 11 years he old. He was 11 was years 11 old, years guys. Old. He was 11 years old when Michigan last beat the Ohio State Buckeyes. So I'm maybe, now 21. He's now 21. Yeah. So maybe, maybe, well, maybe we'll have a one, one per decade sort of situation going on. <laughs> maybe. maybe. Maybe this is the year. But. Guys say they look good. Blake Corum, Haskins, you know, they both look really good. And I can't say that we do know for sure that Michigan is going to have a great 
great quarterback in the future. We've seen glimpses of J.J. McCarthy. I mean, I know you guys just rave about him, and I, I got to agree, like, he's a stud. He was a national champion, national champion in high school for IMG, and Dalen Baldwin, I think, is a receiver that he's got a good connection with so far. So what do you guys think? Like, I think I think he's the future for them. I think Jim Harbaugh needs to play him more. You like, think right now? Right now. Right, right now. now. While, while they're undefeated, they should bench Cade for J.J. Okay, I'm not saying that, but when Michigan is destroying teams like Northwestern last week, I think he should have gotten more chances. I think he should have thrown the ball more. Uh, because eventually we might need him because I still don't trust Cade McNamara to lead this team against maybe even Michigan State and definitely Ohio State. And, and, and even then, like, there, there are even times during the games where where it's close and Jim Harbaugh will put J.J. McCarthy in. But it's to run. And what they'll, and what they'll do is they'll run the ball. They don't let him throw it. And, and I'm and, and, and I always do this. Whenever it happens, I'm like an inch away from my TV and I'm yelling at Harbaugh, let him throw. Because clearly he does that better than better than Cade McNamara. Yeah. He's shown flashes of that. So in my opinion, you just you just let the guy throw. Let the guy just let throw. Him throw. Let him throw, Jim. You know what? I'm in total agreement, guys, because like that one play, first game of the season where he had like that sixty something. Stiff arm the dude and, and then, like, threw just, and then he chucked it, the he chucked it up there. Yeah. I mean, we're not seeing Cade do that, you know. So. No, we're seeing Cade overthrow Cade, Cade, people. Cade is game managing Michigan right now, and yeah. it's because if they, if I, my own concern with Michigan though is like if they are forced to throw the football, that's my concern because I think if you don't give JJ those reps, you know, God forbid. It's very like, much like I certainly don't. I certainly don't want to go this far with the, with the comp for JJ, but 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 the, but this quarterback situation is very much, very much like Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes that that one year in Kansas City where you had Patrick where, yeah. where you had where you had Patrick where you had Alex Smith, the perfect game manager. He was never going to be the reason you lost the game, right, right? But then the next year you put in Patrick Mahomes and and, and, yeah. and, yeah. and and all of a sudden your ceiling just goes up through the roof. Oh, okay. and, 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 and that and that shows of how you, and that shows of how you eventually won a Super Bowl, right? And so and, and so and, and and so that's one of those things where 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 it's where it's like you make that change, then all of a sudden your ceiling just goes through the roof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where, yeah, totally. Whereas whereas now like you have people, whereas like you have people on, on certain networks. I'm not going to call them out, but 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 they're always doubting Michigan, saying saying no, they don't stand a chance against these top tier teams. Oh yeah. But but you put JJ in, that unlocks so much more of your offense, and and like I said earlier, your ceiling goes through the roof once you add, once you add another dimension to your offense. Oh, uh, I'll I, say the I'll one agree. thing about JJ that is very much like Patrick Mahomes. You see JJ moving back, spinning around evading people throwing off his back foot just like kind of it's, it's just, he's just so much more refined right now because like yeah when you play a national schedule in high school and you go undefeated that's going to happen you're going to look you're going to have like something and you're on a learn. team like img, IMG who which is, is a powerhouse in any pretty sport, much the right? best high school team yeah so like football. so it, it's just what can you expect you know so i i think it's definitely definitely gonna be fun and then you know we you, we got we talked about this like just between us like you know, Ohio State's a hated rival, and they're also going to have a quarterback of the future in Quinn Ewers eventually. So, like, that's going to be, like, a great showdown, I think, for the next, like, three or four years, however long those two play against each other head-to-head when it does happen. So, a lot to look forward to, man. I'm, I'm excited. Um, I won't be able to watch a game this week against Michigan State. We'll get into that in a little bit, but because I'll be in Tennessee. That's also coming later. But uh, it's going to be fun. I'm definitely going to 
keep my eyes peeled. The Spartans do got a good team, you know, as much as they do, they do. As much as it's hard to say for you guys, I bet, but they do have a good team. So we'll break it all down in a bit. But let's talk about NBA. So for those that are not aware, I'm a Miami Heat fan, proud Heat fan, as is Shea. And we I'm a Pistons fan. And Benjamin Sachs is a Pistons fan. Ben, ben has his sad little Pistons. He has yeah. his Pistons. He always, he always has 2004. He has 2004. He was he'll, a, he'll have 2004 he, he for was, a he, long time. He, 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 was, he was alive during that time, so that counts. Yeah. So that, That's more than the Lions have. That is true. Yeah, that's we'll get into Lions also a little bit later. Um, but as it relates to NBA... Uh, Heat fan since I was in elementary school. I love the team, and Dwayne Wade is my all-time favorite player. Um, fell in love watching him play, and you know those championship years were just beautiful. Should have had one in 2020, and we'll get into that probably too. Um, but I'm excited for this season, man. Like I, I genuinely think that to have a full season, hopefully, you know, knock on wood, that we don't have like a massive COVID outbreak. Uh, like we did a bunch of stuff like beginning of last year that was a whole mess but we're back to 82 games fans are back in the building you know it's just it's just such an environment you know you, you like just not to say like anywhere wherever you go to a sporting event like fans are such an integral part of the experience and when you don't have that it just like feels something's missing you know I think you ask any of the well I mean we obviously can't ask them because they're the professional players but like if you if they were asked you know by reporters like the difference that fans make for like the whole experience, I'm sure they'll tell you that like fans are huge, you know, because they provide just that energy for home games. So I'm excited for that to have them back. And my Heat look good. I'm not gonna even lie about that. We look good. We just we beat the Nets yesterday in Brooklyn. That was a very very that, that, good that was, game. That was so beautiful. Even though the Nets still don't have Kyrie Irving, the way the way Miami was just flowing yesterday. You know what I liked, Shay, about that? We actually rebounded because that has been a we weakness did. for us for, like, God knows how long. Like, we just never have been able to rebound. Dwayne Dedman is a stud. I love that guy. I'm so glad we brought him back. He's just a perfect backup to Bam Adebayo, who's going to be a defensive player of the year one day. 100%. And we just look so good, man. I'm so excited. So I, I just we'll, – we'll cover this more a little bit in like a couple bit, couple minutes with the NBA so far through one week segment. But my whole thing with the NBA looking forward, I definitely think we have a very good shot. And this is not just me being a homer here. I generally believe that we will be in the NBA Finals once again against the Lakers. So Shane and I agree on that. And, you know, I, I have flip-flopped. But after last night with Lakers choking to the Thunder, I feel better about our chances of beating them this year. So I'm going to go 2022 NBA chance Miami Heat. So that's my prediction right there. Okay. So why don't we get into the storylines in sports segment, right? So this is where we're just going to talk about the general big top stories for whatever week it is. And we're just going to dive right into it. So we talked about Michigan, obviously, a little bit earlier. Beat a bad Northwestern team, as expected. So now Michigan State, guys. So talk to me how you guys are feeling about Michigan State. It's in East Lansing, too. It, it is, but, I mean, I feel like it's a home game for both teams. You think it's a home game? I do, I do. Michigan fans travel well as it is, and when it's in Michigan, like, 10 minutes away from University of Michigan, I feel like it's going to be pretty even, probably more Spartans, but it's pretty even matchup for mm in terms of home fields. Well, I would hope they travel well, that they don't have to go that far because yeah. it's the same state. Right. Right? What about you, Shay? How are you feeling about the matchup? Um, this is definitely going to be Michigan's biggest test of the season. I, 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 think, I, think we're, I think we're all in agreement there. Um, 
Michigan's had okay competition, I, I I think to say the least. Especially especially when you especially when you look at like what teams were expected to do ver- versus what they ultimately did. Um, biggest examples come to my mind. Washington was ranked coming into the preseason. Wisconsin mm-hmm. was ranked coming into the preseason, mm-hmm. and, and those yep. and, and those teams just fell off completely. Oh, yeah. Especially especially once Michigan got to them, and they ended up beating those teams pretty easily. Right. Definitely. Um. But no doubt, this game is going to be the most highly anticipated game of the week for, for many, many people outside of Florida and Georgia, which, which we'll get to that in a bit. Mm-hmm. But there's no doubt that there's a reason why ESPN game day is going to be there. Oh, the, 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 and the, the, Fox Big Noon Kickoff. Fox, Damn, Fox, 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 Noon, Fox Big Noon there. Kickoff they is going to be both there. there. Yeah. So this matchup between the number six and number eight ranked team in the country, according to the AP, it's gonna it's gonna be must watch TV. It's I I am so looking forward to this matchup. It's going to be absolutely phenomenal. Um, I I just checked on ESPN's bet line this morning. Michigan is currently favored by four. I would one hundred percent agree with that with with that with that sentiment. Um, I think Michigan. Wins by a touchdown, in, mm. my, in my in my opinion, okay. I'm going. I agree with that. All right, I'm 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 going to go and I'm going to go with the score of thirty four to twenty seven. That's Ooh. that's going to be my prediction. Okay, I like it. I I also agree. Uh, I think Michigan will be within a t- will win within a touchdown. Mm. Okay, I'm going to say twenty eight twenty one. Twenty eight twenty one. All right. For the sake of being different, I will take the Spartans in this one. And we're going to go with a 28-27 on a field goal. There we go. We're going to just have the difference. I know Ben's giving me a look right now, but, you know, he can, he can grow up. He, want, he, wants, he wants the Wolverines to lose just like, just like the Lions have been losing this season. <laughs> don't, we don't need to talk about Because as we know, the Lions have developed the trend of losing, of losing on a last-second field goal. We, 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 they we, set a record for that. They, they set a record. They did. We'll get, we'll We're get. record holders. Maybe not for the right reasons. but Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the Lions. Don't worry, Benjamin. All right, so uh, other, that's probably the best game, at least matchup-wise. You know, two top ten teams right there. Uh, the number one Georgia Bulldogs are back this week against the Florida Gators. Now, this game has lost some luster because Florida has struggled a little bit this year. Uh, Shea is also a Florida fan, for those that do not know. So, Shea, talk to me. How are you feeling about this one? Uh, this game, I'm very conflicted about this one because I know last year I was so beyond hype for that game, and rightfully so, and Florida actually pulled it out. It was it was an amazing game to watch. I was so happy watching that game. This year, I'm a little less optimistic. Just I don't blame be, you. Just because of Florida's situation, they basically turned everything around. They went from a full on passing team to a full on running team. And while I don't think that's a bad thing, obviously in year one of that, you're you're gonna have certain hiccups and 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 and, and you're and you're and you're gonna have and you're gonna have a lot of growing pains from that. Um, it's Emory Jones's. It's Emory Jones's first year as the full time starter. Yeah. Um, I'll admit I've had a love hate relationship with Emory Jones. I do not blame you. Um, a lot of interceptions. I remember. I, I I remember when I saw. I remember I was at I, I was at the FAU game when 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 they when they were in Gainesville playing the Gators. Right. And Emory Jones looked really good. He really really impressed me. And then came the Bama game. 
where he made his mistakes, sure, but we were in that game until the very last second. We were a two-point conversion away from pulling that game out, mm-hmm. albeit at home. Yeah. But, but again, it's Alabama. Right. So, yeah. uh, so, so you got to be perfect against Alabama to beat them. You yeah. can't slip up. Yeah, exactly. Any of those. Yeah. And obviously, you can never underscore the Florida Georgia rivalry. This oh, no, this is one of the biggest rivalries in sports that that quite honestly doesn't get mentioned a lot because there's a lot of hatred and vitriol between between Gator fans and Bulldog fans. I see it all the time on social media. They're always going they're always going at each other back and forth. So. While Florida may be having a, a very down year, I think we can all agree on that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I still think Florida finds a way to be somewhat competitive in this. I, I also do think that. And the one thing I will say about Florida is that they really should not have the year that they're having right now. I think too much of the problem is with the turnovers on offense. Like Emory Jones, I think – Card me wrong, Shay, but I think he had like five interceptions the first two, three games. Yeah. Like yep. And there were, there were double interception games he had there too. So, like, that doesn't help you win. Even though they won those games, it was against lesser competition, but that's not a good look. And Richardson hasn't really gotten a fair chance. And I think there were some rumors about him possibly transferring after the season. Um, I don't know how real those are. I mean, it's, it's obviously too, too early to tell with that whole transfer portal going on, but. I, I think it definitely is going to be I wanna say it'll be a good game. It just that defense for Georgia has looked very good so far. I would know because uh my Tigers lost to them. So uh we will definitely see what's gonna happen there. But I do think that the Bulldogs might not run away with it. I think people I think people are kind of sleeping under on Florida for a bit. So and what a lot of people forget about this game is it is a neutral site game. Neutral sites are very that is true. Yeah, neutral that sites do true. have that impact. So, yeah. so neither team is going to have that advantage of be, of, of of being at home. Yep, and it'll be like I'll probably be, like fifty fifty in fans and whatnot. Albeit, albeit Gainesville is a lot closer. So, so, so Gators will so, so Gator fans will have the the travel advantage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but all in all, but but all but all in all, I would not sleep on this game at all. Oh. Like, like like this game could be a lot more entertaining than we think. I think so too. Can you imagine though the carnage that if Florida actually beats Georgia, oh, what that would do to to the oh, whole boy. AP poll, which we'll get into. That would soon, be straight. That would be straight chaos. And, yeah, and we're we're gonna we're gonna cover the rankings because the college football playoffs come out right the initial rankings come next week so we'll talk about all that probably next week's show but we're gonna yeah we'll def- that oh boy can you all imagine man that that's gonna throw the entire thing on its head all right and the last game we're gonna look towards this week is clemson florida state Oh boy, it has been a tough year for us. Yeah, talk yeah. about the Tigers, Michael. Talk, talk about to... talk about falling off the map. Good God! All right, where do I even begin? Talk about DJ. I'm not going to say his last name because I can't pronounce it. You, where, where... Ugalele, I think. I think that's how you say nope, it. No, Ubi Ungalele. Benjamin calls him Oogie Boogie Man because he doesn't want to even try. But where do I even start? Okay, well, you know what? You can't blame, you know, me for having good expectations. You know, when we're when you're in the yeah. CFP for the last like very six reasonable. years. Very, very reasonable. But God, I don't f- 
freaking know what the hell happened, man. Like, what the actual hell? Like, how do you go from a top 10 team, or top, top five, I should say, because we were actually, I think we were like- Top four, actually, top four. I think we are top three, or we were like third or fifth when we were ranked, and then now we're just unranked. The offense is non-existent. I, I, I don't even know where to begin with that. DJ looks god-awful. He looks like straight garbage. Um, he, he just does not look like a number one pick like he was projected to be, you know, in 2023 or whatever. Like, he just does not look that way. And offensive line is a disaster. We lost our best lineman, so to make matters worse, Balcourt is done for the season, so that's going to make it fun. No running backs. You know, Will Shipley's our best – he's a freshman, and he's our best running back, so that's not going to really be a good, good formula for success right there. And then the defense just can only do so much, right? Just the offense just – I think the most points we scored was like against South Carolina State, which is FCS. It was like 49 points. Like that, that's not a good thing, man. And no, not at all. That's not a good thing. So it's, it's, it's been – oh, boy. So, yeah, the, I look at the standings. You know, Wake Forest is undefeated in the conference still. So they're, in the, so they're in the same division as us. So barring some, like, monumental collapse by them we're probably not going to be in the championship game again this year so that, that will come to an end but at the very least the two things i'm hoping for beat south carolina because that's that's the rivalry i care about the most because i hate those gamecocks and the second one is win a bowl game that's all i care about at this point just find a way i don't care if we're freaking seven and six or eight and seven or whatever the math adds up to after after the 13 games, but just find a way, man. That's all I really care about. It's, it's tough, man. It's tough when you have like such high success and then it just falls off. Man, I miss, I miss Trevor. I gotta say I miss Trevor, but I, I see all these pundits on TV saying, oh, Clemson's done. They're gonna be, you know, the dynasty's over or whatever. Like, I think we're just gonna reload. You know, we'll find a way to reload. I, I trust Dabo to do the right thing. It's kind of a lost year for the most part, so. You know, we just got to I'm, – I'm hopeful that we'll ride the ship next year, but just got to play out the season and go from there, you know. It is what it is, and we could have a great champion this year. Who knows? So, I think what this season proved about DJ and and and, and, more, and more so, so, more so, so sort of a general thing with, 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 with certain players is that – is that is that certain players perform higher when there's no expectations of them versus versus when you put all the pressure in the world on them all the all of a sudden they're nowhere to be found because because, because if we remember last year when 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 Trevor Lawrence got COVID before the Notre Dame game and DJ had to step in all of a sudden he's playing lights out right but yep. but now that Trevor's gone now that he's now that he's in the NFL with Jacksonville yep. DJ's a full time starter and he has all these expectations on him Heisman favorite. Um, projected to be a top quarterback, projected to be a top quarterback in the 2023 NFL draft. Like, like DJ has all these expectations on him now. And we're seeing so far this season, one, wait, 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 like, he's just not living up to them. No. Not at all. Not at all. I, I, I want to argue with you, Shay, but you just, you hit it on the head right there. Like, this just, that's literally what happened. Like, I think it was him and Rattler were the Heisman favorites going into the year. And, Spencer Rattler got benched. I mean, yep. that, that, like, just talk about, like, everyone being totally wrong with Heisman. Man, we don't even know who the hell Heisman's going to be this year. It could be Jordan Davis for Georgia. Who knows? A defensive lineman could win it. I, I think currently Bryce Young's still the favorite. I don't even know, man. It, there's still a lot of season. Well, not a lot of season, but there's still plenty of season to figure it out. But, um, yeah, no, Shay, you're absolutely right. Like, just DJ was spectacular in those two games, man. Boston College, we were down early, came back, and then 
He had like 400 yards of offense passing uh, against Notre Dame in that overtime loss last year. So, like, I like it's like you would think like, okay, just pick up where you left off, you know, just run rough shot against everything. But for whatever reason, the offense just has not been there. I don't, I don't know if it's a lack of the weapons. I mean, like Justin Ross came back, but I guess you know he's still recovering from his spine surgery that he had, and that's obviously a very serious surgery to have. ETN is gone. Like he was a do everything running back for us, you know. So when you don't have the weapons, maybe it's harder to do things yourself. So I don't know. So I, I think we'll see. You know, I don't. I don't know. I know there was some talk after the pit game that we lost last week that uh, he might be benched. I don't know. I don't think benching DJ gives us the best chance to win. Personally, despite how bad he is, because we don't have like a bona fide good backup quarterback to just like step in like Oklahoma does, but. We'll see, man. We'll see. Florida State, you know, we've had their number the last couple of years, but obviously it's anything's up for grabs just here the way we're playing. So we'll figure it out, and then we can just talk all about it on next week's episode, all right? I think the one thing, before we move on, I think mm-hmm. the one I think the one thing my, that Michael and Clemson fans should, should remember is, is, that, is, that, is that last year during the COVID season, Michigan was god-awful. They were terrible. Yeah. And, 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 and and Ben and I, both being Michigan fans, I think Ben and I can both agree it was so hard to it watch was, some yeah, of those games. It was so tough. But yeah. but 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 ultimately, but ultimately, we put a lot of work in the season. Give credit to Harbaugh for recruiting, man. Just give credit to him. And, and I think and, it's and, finally paying off. Thanks. So. And, and, and it goes to show with an all, with, with an off season and a few changes, you can really turn things around like that. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. So, 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 Clemson may, may be having a down year. I, 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 I think it'd be, I think it'd be wrong of us to, to just, to just dismiss the Tigers going hey, forward be, I, be, I, be, because, because the culture of Dabo's built, built down in Clemson, you can't underestimate that. Not no, at all. Absolutely not. Especially when you beat Alabama twice in the championship game, like the Alabama. Exactly. So, right. so, you know, that, that's something to look forward to. But for now, I just got to finish up this year. All right. So, before we move on, we're going to talk about, it's actually, this is not super, super huge news, but it's still notable. Texas Tech has fired Matt Wells as their head coach. He's been there for a little over two years. And this surprised me because they are 5-3 and three this year. They are showing improvement. I think they won four games back-to-back years. So to fire him now, I think that kind of indicates that they have their eye on something in particular. Um, I mean, like, this is kind of surprising to me, but I think... When you look at it now, so you have LSU, that's the big one, USC, and now Texas Tech, that's three pretty good, I think solid power five, actually like Texas Tech is not on the same level, but LSU, USC, those are like premier power five jobs, Texas Tech is probably like a step below that, so what do you guys think, like all the openings that we have so far, what, are you guys surprised by any of these moves to fire these coaches, or what are you thinking? Um, I'm not, I'm not surprised. Ultimately, no, I think... I think I I think there's a pretty significant drop off when you're talking about USC, LSU ver, versus versus Texas Tech and other yeah. and, and, and other potential openings. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be interesting to to see, especially what USC and and LSU do, because those are two prestigious programs oh, yeah, that definitely. that yep. that expect nothing short of winning. Oh, absolutely, yeah, and. We can debate back and forth between which is the bigger job between between USC and LSU mm-hmm. b- because b- because b- because both arguments are just as valid. Yeah. Chance of being California though, yeah, I don't know. That would be nice, but 
Yeah, no, I, you're right, right against Shay. I think you definitely have, I don't think anyone in the right mind is going to argue that Texas Tech is a better job than LSU or USC. But I cannot, I can definitely say that I'm not that surprised that Coach O was, or I guess the term is like separation agreement, not fired, but I mean, it's just, you know, semantics. Like we both know it's firing. So yeah, he's, um, a, lame, he's a lame duck at this point. Yeah, That's lame what duck, he is. Pretty much, yeah. So I'm not surprised that he's a lame duck. I just, even like I, I knew like the 2019 was just that was an anomaly because they just had a historically great offense. You know they had a great quarterback, great running back, receivers, blah blah blah. Like you know, Joe Burrow probably had the best season of any quarterback ever in college football, and you know you had elite wide receivers. The defense came on late in this season. So it was just a dream scenario, but I don't think that really was Coach O. I think it was more Joe Brady who was their play caller for that year, and he's now in the he's now with the Panthers in the NFL. So. I'm not that surprised. And when you look at it, they literally have just been average. I think there was, I don't know the exact number, but they had like a 500 record since, I think when the, it was announced, I think they were really eight and eight, I think was the record that they had at that point since the 2019 season. So it's just, it's one of those things where like, I'm not surprised, you know? And I think you definitely have to nail this next one though. I don't think there's any argument there just because LSU is in the toughest division in college football in the SEC yep. West. And you know, Tiger fans in the Bayou, they're going to expect to be back at that 2019 level because, yep. like, when you when you win one, it's not like, oh, yeah, we win one, so let's, let's go, like, five straight years without not even being competitive. Like, you got to – you can't be average at a premier school like LSU. You know, like, there's, that, that's, there's too much expectation there. Now, for potential candidates-wise, I mean, you hear Jimbo Fisher, which I don't really believe is – gonna happen i don't believe that one at all just because like i mean even though woodward who's the ad at lsu hired him you know he's has he has a great thing at texas tech or a&m at a&m he's a great thing at a&m they just beat bama just beat bama just beat bama with a backup quarterback right they dropped 41 points to the backup quarterback so like there's no incentive for him there's really there's really no incentive there um I think the one guy that makes the most sense to me personally i don't think they will do this i mean i mean they might but it's not. I I read that like uh their their AD is a flashy hire kind of guy. Right. He's not flashy, but a uh, Billy Napier who is a Louisiana coach. He's been winning. They were ranked to begin the season. He had a little bit of a down year right now, but he's a great program builder. You know, he knows the state very well. Obviously, he's coaching in Louisiana, so like he would know that area, and I think he would be a good fit there. I don't know, but. They're also talking about James Franklin. I don't think that makes a lot of sense, you know, fit wise, you know, with the region and everything. The one, the one I've heard about that I really like for LSU is Mel Tucker. That 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 one to me makes a lot of sense. But why would Mel? Uh, Mel, yeah. Mel would, I, I Mel think is. I think if Michigan State had a repeat of last year, like they were undefeated now, and like say say they were, like instead of like seven and zero, they were like five and two or like four and three, something like that. You know, like like something like that where it's like they have they're having like an okay year. But then, like, because he has roots in the SEC, he wants to jump again. Like, I think that makes more sense. But I think he's built a culture at East Lansing. But, again, at the same time, there is a big difference between Michigan State and LSU. That's true. That's true. There, there is a big, big difference. That's true. But some t- but he, he we had to remember that he did jump after one year in Colorado. He did. That was a, that was a, yeah. that's a losing record, too. So I don't think, you know, many fans are going to be – happy if he jumps it again especially like both ways right so i i obviously like from a coaching like pure coach standpoint like that'd be a great hire because he's a great defensive mind you know he knows he's a leader like you know you, you watch any clip of him in the locker room talking to these guys he's a leader but i don't think it's a good fit so again that that one 
obviously no one's denying the LSU's a good job. It's just a matter of who is going to be a candidate. USC, same kind of deal. Like they haven't had their heights since I think 2004 was the last championship year when they had Reggie Bush. Um, so, and that, that, that's even vacated. So like technically they only have one for like a longer period, but what do you guys think about USC? Who do you think would be a good fit? You know, we're hearing James Franklin. Definitely not Mike Tomlin. <laughs> definitely not. No, def- oh, definitely, definitely not Mike not Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. Oh, um, God. Let's not get into that. The one yeah. name, the one I've name. I've heard Carson Palmer's name be thrown around. As a head coach? Really? Yes. I have not heard that. The one, the one name I've heard over and over again, and the more I think about it, the more I think it makes a lot of sense to me is James Franklin. Be- I keep hearing that too. Because, be- be- I think it makes sense. Because, be- yeah. because, because think about this. He is, he is, he is not just a great coach. He's a great recruiter. And when you have so many amazing uh, – when, when you have so many amazing prospects in, in California alone, mm-hmm. going, to play, going, going to places like Alabama, Ohio State, yeah. and, you, and you have a program like USC, those students should not be, those students should not be leaving California on, unless their doors are getting completely blown down. When you have a program like like USC, you expect the best of the best. Totally. And, 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 and as someone who's seen a lot of James Franklin in recent years, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. But like, what, like he like, like he brings his A game every single day, and I think he'd be amazing for that job. The one wild card we keep hearing is potentially Urban Meyer. And yeah, I, and, I, mean, and, 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 I don't think and, no, and, I don't think and so. in my opinion, and, and in my, and in my opinion, assuming Urban does get fired from Jacksonville, which is looking pretty likely, I, 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 I would say just let him retire, go I, back to I Fox. Just, I think it's just too much drama with Urban Meyer, man. Like, yeah. it, it's it's too much. Like, there's no there, he, he, okay, there's so, no there's no doubt that Urban knows how he, how he knows to win, how to especially coach, but, but that, he knows how to win more than anything. He, he knows how to win, but the issue is not that. The issue is the fact that he just he can't be trusted, man. Like he no, went, so you <laughs> not at all. Florida, right, Shay? You know this. You're a Florida fan. Like he one change to Florida, he retires. Goes because because of health issues. Health issues. And what does he do? He comes back to Ohio State. And what does he do there? He retires. Health, health issues. Health, health issues. And now he's going to go to Jacksonville. He can't, he can't retire from Jacksonville because of health issues. You know that because there's controversy with, like, the whole Cincinnati thing. So, I mean, like, I just – I don't think pe- – people are, like, smart. They're, like, you know, these, like, high educator things. Mike Bond's not a bad AD. He's a pretty good AD at USC. So he's not going to just make a risky hire. And you want somebody that's going to be, like, really reliable for your team. You want someone that's going to, like, bring back – that USC football is going to be competing for championships because they're tied with Michigan and Notre Dame for second most behind Bama. I think 11 is the number. So, you know, you, what, who's going to be the coach of get 12 and have it be like within five years, not 10 years. You know what I mean? Like that is the kind of guy you want. So I think, I, I, I think at the end of the day, the one thing we're going to see in common with both LSU, with LSU and, and USC in terms, of their, in terms of their coaching hires, it's going to be a big name for both jobs. I would think so. I think so we can, too. We, we we can agree with that because because you have you have two programs who expect the best of the best that that, that and so and so when you expect the best of the best you're gonna go after the best of the best. I think the one guy we're not talking about that we haven't yet that should probably be in the mix for USC is Luke Fickle at Cincinnati. That 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 is definitely a wild card because to hire. the the thing is, Mike Bond, the AD at USC, hired him at Cincinnati. I think people forget that because he came from Cincinnati because USC's had a disaster with their ADs recently. So he hired Luke Fickle at Cincinnati. So I think 
it would make it's worth at least a stab to see, hey Luke, you know, I hired you at Cincinnati, do you want to come coach the Trojans, right? I think at least a call, right? Now the I think that has lost a little bit of weight because Cincinnati is going to go to the Big 12 now. We'll get to realignment in the next segment. But Cincinnati is moving up to a Power 5 conference, so I don't know if he wants to start over, right, when he like he has something proven and then their level of play is going to you know, be on a bigger stage. Well, but as, I, I think as it's, a way, it's worth it. As, as, as a way to segue, as a way to seg, as a way to as a way to segue us into into our next topic about about college football realignment, the fact that Oklahoma and and Texas are are, are leaving are leaving the Big Twelve for the SEC. I think I, I I think now that you see Cincinnati coming into the Big Twelve, when 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 Oklahoma and Texas are getting out, I think. You know, you know, if Luke Fickle wanted to take the USC job, I don't, th- I, I don't, I don't think that changes in, in in terms of appeal in that regard. Because even though you're joining the Big Twelve, Oklahoma and Texas are leaving. Right, right. So again, I like obviously there's still like four weeks or four games, just say for teams to play left and plus bowl games and whatnot. So still a couple more months left the season. Uh, obviously, probably once the end of season hits, there that's gonna be where news is flying. Um, I don't really expect any in-season hires for any of these jobs. I don't think they want to rush it because you want to get it right. So we're going to wait and see. But yeah, Shay mentioned it. We're going to talk about realignment next. So the big catalyst in all of this, obviously, was Oklahoma and Texas. So I believe it was in June they announced, well, there was a report that they were going to SEC and that became official soon after. And that is obviously seismic across like epic proportions because... You're talking about a 16-team super conference in the SEC, and oh boy, I, I remember at the time when I when I heard this news, I was like, I thought I was like, there's no way, right? It's just, just uh, they, they've forever been Big 12 forever, you know. They have like Oklahoma dominates that conference for crying out loud, you know. They haven't lost it in like six years, so like they're gonna leave that, but here they are. They're going to SEC. The report or the technical term is 2025, but they can easily like get a buyout agreement with Big 12 if they want to and go earlier. But talk to me, guys. I mean, like, what, what, what were your initial thoughts when you heard this news? I was completely shocked because I always think of Texas and Oklahoma as Big 12 teams, and now yeah. it's going to be very weird seeing them as SEC teams. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, I was more looking at what are the other conferences going to do, mm-hmm. Big 10, Pac-12, ACC. Right. Uh, there, there was a report that maybe they would all join yeah. together to to kind of com- combat the SEC. Um, I think that could be really interesting if that. And we should mention that there. Since then, they have announced a quote unquote alliance. Nothing like official on paper, but like an alliance to work together towards the future of college football, whatever that means. But they're sort of working together now. So I'll go ahead, Shay. No, honestly, no, honestly, I think what this goes to show is it. it is how weird the the college the college football landscape is because now you have all these teams switching conferences and then and, and then there's Notre Dame who's the one team who just chooses chooses to be independent yeah. they don't they don't want to be part they of refuse. any conference they refuse yeah although although they did have the one year last year in, in, in the ACC yeah. but um but but yeah. but when I first saw the move um outside of the general reaction everybody everybody had everybody had. Um, the first, the first thing I, th- I thought about is how much money is in this for, for both these teams, because there, because there's a big difference money wise of being in the SEC versus the big 12, your oh, market, your market is so much bigger. Absolutely. And when you talk about like 
playing the same conference as Alabama and LSU and all these other like powerhouse SEC teams. And then Oklahoma, Texas are not like nothing programs. Like, these are like these these were the They're original, great programs. Like, these are yeah. the premier like Big Twelve programs. So you're you're just adding that to the equation. Like the SEC, like obviously everyone's worried about that. Um, I do think though that there's there was some talk about like how good is this for college football. I mean like on paper, I don't love having a 16-team conference because, like, no. it kind of just, like, you're stacking the deck so much in a way, but... I think the bigger discussion with college football is, is what they're going to do about the playoff. Yeah. That, that, we'll get into that another day about the whole expansion thing because that, that's a whole segment just for that. But it definitely is going to be interesting for sure. So, obviously, we'll just, we'll just run down through the, the timeline, basically, or more or less the different things that have happened since then. So, obviously, we mentioned it. Big 12 losing Oklahoma, Texas. They have now added four schools. So BYU, USCF, Cincinnati, and Houston. So they're going to the American to poach conference to poach, and then they're adding independent BYU. I think you know, that's a solid recovery for Big 12. I don't know about you guys, but I think I mean, it's obviously not going to be like amazing, but you know, it, it keeps them, I think, at least relevant to yeah. some extent. And then we go to the American, what they did now. So I think the American kind of just, they had to do something. So they actually took a really unique route. They went ahead and added Conference USA teams. Can you believe that? Conference USA. So losing those three schools, as I mentioned, they're adding UAB, Charlotte, Florida Atlantic, North Texas, Rice, and UTSA, Texas San Antonio. Uh, I don't know if this helps their case, guys, as a power six, like they call themselves. I don't know what you guys think, but... I think, uh, I think, I think this goes to show, like, 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 unless you're the SEC, Big Ten, ACC, out, out, outside of that, like, the rest of the college football is becoming pretty, pretty irrelevant. That's, what, that's, why you have, that's why you have talks about, about conferences potentially merging, just, yeah. because, just, because, just because, like, unless, you're the, unless really you're the SEC and really the Big Ten at this point, mm-hmm. like, 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 you're yeah. starting to become more and more irrelevant. So, so, so I, I, think, I think this is just going to show that, that in the coming years we're going to see a lot more mergers a lot more yeah. alliances, yep, yep. Be, 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 because especially once Oklahoma and Texas are officially in, in the SEC and they're playing SEC football, mm-hmm. then that then it's just going to be straight chaos once that becomes official. I definitely agree with you there, Shay. It's it's uh it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, obviously we don't know when this is going to happen, but for right now we do have some like idea that we know we know at. We know when it will happen by. We don't know when exactly it will, but we do think it's going to be interesting to see how it all pans out in terms of, like, the health of this sport. And then the last alignments, we have Sunbelt poaching some Conference USA teams. They added Old Dominion, Southern Miss. They're looking to get FCS, JMU, which is, I think, would be a good pickup for them. Um, so we have some group of five poaching as well. So that's a, So this is all obviously going to keep moving and moving, but... We should definitely keep our eyes peeled because we don't know what's going to happen because everything's just thrown to chaos with that initial wave right there. All right, so now why don't we go ahead and talk about the World Series real quick and then we're going to get to BS or no BS. So, guys, uh, I'm not a huge baseball guy. I think you guys Neither am I. But um, full disclosure, Spotify listeners, uh, I have recently gotten into the show. Ben will attest to that, so will Shay. 
uh, I would camp out in their room and just like literally play that nonstop. There will be days. Yes. There, there will be days where, where Ben and I are, are coming back from class, and Michael's just sitting there playing the show, just randomly just sitting he in just our room, commandeered our room. Just, just I completely just like abuse the power of, of our shared bathrooms to get into their room yeah. and just play it. But yes, yeah, so that's my. Uh, that will eventually be my gateway into it. So the World Series is the Braves and the Astros. I personally want the Braves just because. Same here. The Astros, they you cheat. I don't think you deserve to like continue to have success. You know, like I, I think Manfred didn't do a good job of punishing them for that. So I think I think we I think we all agree on that for sure. Yeah. So because because we can have a whole podcast just talking just talking about the twenty seventeen Astros. Yeah. Somehow. For real. And I I, I I was excited at the time. Like, at the time, I was like, oh, cool. This is Astro. You know, Houston hasn't won a championship in so long, right? So, but then news comes out, they're cheating and some that. And a lot of players are still there. Like, Altuve is still there. Correa is still there. So, like, I don't know. Although Correa may not be there much longer because he is a free agent. Right. So, we'll see. Yeah. So, we'll just touch on that briefly. But let's get to the fun stuff, guys, huh? What do you say? Let's, let's do go it. for it. All right. So, new segment, BS or no BS. So, you... I'm going to read a statement, and then you're going to tell me, oh, 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 well, read statements, how about that? Well, read statements, and then we're going to say if it's BS or no BS. So first one, the only World Series one we have here, Braves pitcher Charlie Morton broke his leg in game one pitching. What do you guys think of that? Do you, do you buy that a starting pitcher tosses a fastball and then he breaks his leg while on the mound? BS or no BS? What do you think? I'm going to say... No BS. Just, no BS. Just because how his leg was previously before he pitched. That's right. Uh, it makes, don't know that. Right. It, it makes sense, yeah. I guess, even though it doesn't make sense. But I guess that could happen. Yeah. I would also agree with Ben and say no BS on this one. Obviously, we've seen stranger injuries in the past. And, and, obviously, and, and obviously, his leg seemed fine going into the game. So... I would venture to say no BS, just just because just because we don't we, we didn't know the status of his leg coming into right. the game, and even after it happened, he still pitched on it. He did. just fine. I mean, I, that that part I don't even understand, but that's incredible right there. So I guess we'll all go no BS. All right. So next one. Let's see what we got here. Cincinnati. Okay, guys. So Cincinnati. This is we'll cover more about them when we talk about the CFP rankings next week, but. Uh, they're number two right now. They're ranked number two, undefeated. The group of five has never had a team make the college football playoff. I hope that changes. I, 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 I really think do. I definitely agree with you there, Ben. I definitely want that to change. So, the sim- simply put, will they make the playoff this season? BS or no BS? I'm definitely very, very, very emphatically no BS on that one. I am also no BS. Just because I really want to see a group of five team make it. I think it's... It's it's BS that they you know right? we've seen good group of five t- yeah. UCF UCF yeah we've seen good group Passes of five teams yeah, yeah that have just not made it because they're group of five it's and their schedule quote unquote yes. is just not strong enough so as long as it doesn't affect Michigan's ranking oh, okay. I would and love to as see long, as long as long I would okay. love to so, see so there's a caveat guys I would as long as Michigan is not affected Cincinnati should make the playoff all right what about you Shay um I hate to be. The one standout in the room, but I'm going to go BS on this one. Boo! Hold on, hold on. Let let me explain. So last week, obviously, Cincinnati played Navy. Navy played them really, really tough. They did. 
and because and, and and Cincinnati barely won that game. I think I think it was twenty seven twenty if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, the final score. Yeah. So, in order for Cincinnati to even get in, they 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 have to win out. They, you have to win out, or 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 else how or else how can you or else how can you keep out? But I will say that's that's just the reality of group of five teams. Yeah. If Cincinnati, which we're presuming, if they but go at the undefeated, same time, then they but they at, definitely should be in. But Ben, at the same time, if if Cincinnati loses a game, how can you keep a team like Michigan or or no, or, but, or, okay, or, so or or they, Ohio State out? If, if they lose, if they lose, then you, yeah, you, you, you can't, can't put but, them in. But there. I think that's what what Ben's trying to get at is that like they're held to different standard because like they're perceived to be the lower level of you know college football, so it's harder for them. They have to do so much more than everybody else. Whereas right. like. I think I forget if there was I forget what year it was, but I think um, Cincinnati did go undefeated like in the final rankings. But then there was a two loss team, Power Five team that was ahead of them. I forget the, what what it was, but like say for instance, like they say say okay, let's say Alabama loses again, right? Alabama loses again. Cincinnati, okay. Cincinnati doesn't, but Cincinnati loses in the American Conference Championship game, and then Alabama doesn't even make the championship game because they have two losses, right? I, I would pretty much bet that they would have Alabama ahead of Cincinnati in the final rankings, even though Cincinnati has the one loss. You know, that's what I mean. It's just like they're held to a different standard because of the fact that Cooper 5 is not as strong they're perceiving it as. So, but again, I think if there is a year for it to happen, I think it would be this year because there's just been so much going on. There's just Alabama like, lost again. Like Alabama which... lost. Like there's a bunch of teams have not, like Oklahoma has not looked good. We're going to get to them literally right after this. So it's just, it's, it's, there's anything that could happen, man. So speaking of Oklahoma, I just said it. So, Oklahoma top four team, BS or no BS? BS. Um, BS. Uh, I am emphatically BS on that. Like, like, uh, let me redo their scores, okay? So very first game of the season, 40 to 35 opener against Tulane. Which they were trailing. They were trailing. They were trailing, they were trailing but, that. And yes. the Tulane came like very, very close to converting on a fourth down to get there, right? So like very they would beat West Carolina. Oh my God, West Carolina. Oh, oh. stop the presses. Oh my God. I have no idea where, what conference they're, they're even in, but they're 76 0. They won that game. Nebraska. We know Nebraska is now a world beater, right? You know, uh, Ben likes to call Adrian Martinez clapping man. Ben, ben has his own bone to pick with Adrian Martinez. Yes. He has, but, Fuck that guy. But neither here nor there. But Nebraska, 23 to 16. At home, I think they were at, too. They, uh-huh. were, they were in Norman for that one. So. And then the following week, what happens? West Virginia, 16 to 13. 16 to 13 against West Virginia. Like, they're not a good team. And then Kansas State, 37 to 31. Like, you're talking about that's, that's three straight games of like. And the game against Kansas, and then, Caleb Williams yeah. needed to right. rip the ball out of his running back's hand to right. convert so that Right, So, before down. you get, you get to that one, like, you have the Texas game, the Red River rivalry. They were down at 21 points, and then Rather's benched. Caleb Williams leads the first to come back. And then look at the difference here. TCU the next week, a full game of starter, they went by 21 points, 52-31. And then, yeah, Kansas was the, bit of a, was the one that was a scare. That one was 35-23, and then it took a miracle like conversion, and then Caleb Williams taking it on the fly. But I think we can both agree that that's they're ranked number four right now in the AP. Board. I don't deserve They should not be ranked number like, four. Like, they should have, like, three losses right now. Like, I know, yeah. like, 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 to everybody listening, I know Oklahoma is ranked eight and no. I am not saying they are a bad team. But, but they're when, not top four. But, but, they're not but, top four. But when you play this down to the competition you're playing. For real. I mean, come on, you're barely beating Kansas. For real. West Virginia. I mean, seriously, these are, I mean, I, I, 
I mean, no, I mean, no disrespect to, to to these teams, but we can all agree they are not good teams this year. No, not championship teams at least. No, I, I, absolutely not. And I and I remember I was watching I was watching Joel Klatt's rankings this morning. Joel Klatt has them ranked has Oklahoma ranked at number eight, which in, which in my eyes is, I mean, is, is, is is pretty fair. That's pretty fair. I, I, I that's think, pretty fair. I think I'll be right when next week's rankings come out with the selection committee. That is true. Even if Oklahoma, you know, is undefeated, right? Uh, going into next week, yeah. I think. The, I think those rankings are going to show right. that Oklahoma's not Well, their last four games, they play Texas Tech this weekend at home, at Baylor, Iowa State, and then Bedlam at Stillwater and against the Cowboys. So we're going to see. I mean, you never know. Like, they've, they've almost lost, like, four times this season, so maybe they will lose one of these games. Who knows? But, yeah, I think we're on agreement that they should not be a top-four team, you know, what's all said and done or even right now. So... Shay, you want to read this one? This is a fun one. All right, all right. So this one is specifically for Ben. Yeah, just for BS ben, yes. or no BS. Lions will Lions will win versus the Eagles this weekend. <laughs> I hope so, man. I'm going no BS. I just oh, it pains me as a Lions fan. Let it just, out, Ben. Let it out. We'll, we'll give you some air space right now. Like oh my lord! Like we uh, like we should not be. Defeated, we should have at least a couple wins. But Justin Tucker happened. The little doink off the upright, just a little miracle play to 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 cancel Dan Campbell's first win. And then you have Greg Joseph. Oh, what does he do? Kick another field goal. And then all these like comebacks that I know that they're gonna happen as a Lions fan. Oh, I just I hope we can beat the the Eagles. Just just can can we get Dan Campbell one win? Cause Although we don't have a win, Dan Campbell is not a bad coach. The players really play, and they have, they show a lot of energy for him. We almost beat the Rams. Almost. We lost, but we almost beat the Rams. We had a fighting chance. So let me ask you this. The Lions are obviously 0-7. You don't blame Dan Campbell, which, which, which honestly, I wouldn't either. I, 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 I think we can all agree he's showing to be a, he's showing to be a, a pretty promising yeah, head coach no, in, definitely. In, in this league. But Ben, as a as a Lions fan, you know this team b- b- better than me or Michael do. Mm-hmm. Who would you Who would you put most of the blame on? Jared Goff. Jared oh, Goff. that guy sucks. Oh my Full lord. Full disclosure, everybody. Ben Sachs did go on this whole like tirade before season starts about Jared Goff being MVP this season. I did, and I'm a. D- but I'm he actually was right because Jared Goff won community MVP one week. So. Yeah, week, so, yeah. week five. You know, five community you know, MVP. So, so his, uh, in a way, it, I was right. He came, it came true. You know what, Ben? I want to say no BS as well. I do believe the Lions will win this weekend. I'm totally – I agree with you. Like, as painful as it is for you, I bet, they should have probably like at least three wins, you know? Yeah. I mean, we, we're, we would still be bad, like, but uh, we uh, shouldn't – Week one, week one, they had like that monster comeback against the Niners. Like, that was insane right the there. The only game where we really should, like just got bullied was the Packers game. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Every other game was either like a last second win or we were yeah, we were so pretty they, much they, in they've it. definitely played better than their own seven record and uh, Campbell I think like he definitely has shown promise because like all players play hard for him you know like they, and, and they don't seem about, to be down about being zero seven they think play. about his, the roster that he's dealing with yeah. I mean our best receiver might be Khalif Raymond right you yeah. know yeah. so the roster he's dealing with sucks our cornerback situation is terrible right. losing Jeff Okuda oh yeah Amani Orie like. Oh, it's just 
We're doing what we can. I believe you, Ben. But listen, right side, they got two top top first round picks next year. So the Rams one might be thirty second. Oh, it might be thirty second. Might be. We'll see. And for me, I would go no BS as well. Full full, full disclosure, everybody. I, I am a I am a Giants fan, so there so therefore inherently I have a bloody hatred for the Eagles. So I would love nothing more than than see them lose. Although uh, uh, although if I'm being honest, this year the Eagles are playing like straight trash. Yeah. So they their only wins I think were against the Niners I think, and then I forget who the other one was. The Panthers I think was the other one. Yeah, Panthers. So they were. Just you know. Now, also full disclosure, before before you before you fucking Eagles fans come after me, is saying, "Oh, Jay, the Giants are two and five too." Listen, okay, the Giants have been beat up with injuries left and right. I remember two weeks ago, almost every player on that offense got injured: (laughs) Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Kadarius Tony, Kenny Galladay. Everybody on that offense got hurt. I remember that. Yeah. And as a Giants fan, that was. Painful to watch. No, so, yeah. So, so, so before you Eagles fans fucking come after me, there is one. There is a major difference in a bad football team and a team playing bad football. The Giants yeah. just happen to, happen to be one of those teams playing bad football. And, and and obviously last week with Carolina, they had a big bounce back win. I hope that carries against Kansas City, whose defense is playing like straight garbage. We'll but, but 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 at least the way I see it, the Eagles are the definition of a bad football team. We'll see, man. All right. Last one here for no BS. BS, we have the Arizona Cardinals. They play the Green Bay Packers today. They're the only team in the NFL that has not lost this season so far. Do we buy that they are the best team in the NFL? BS or no BS? I think ultimately I'm going to say BS just because we've seen these teams shine in the regular season before. I think about the year Lamar Jackson won MVP when Baltimore just looked unstoppable. And what happened? They they lost in their first playoff game. Mm-hmm. So so before again before Cardinals fans come after me now. <laughs> yeah, the your, whole fan base. Yeah, you have your team. Your, your team is really really good. Yeah. I, I I would say me personally, you're the second best team in the NFC, and and you know what? That's not an insult because. No, it's not. It, it, because, because in my eyes, Kyler Murray right now is the favorite to win MVP right now. He's playing amazing football right now. Yeah. And so I think more than anything right now, you can't look past Tampa Bay. Oh, no. And, 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 Tom Brady on and, and, what, and what they're doing. And, and think about this. Tampa's, injury, Tampa's secondary is basically all injured. Mm-hmm. And you and not to mention Sunday, they didn't even have Antonio Brown, and they still beat Chicago. They they, they still beat, albeit Chicago. Right. You beat them thirty eight to three. Mm-hmm. I mean, Justin Fields is pretty ass, but it's not his fault though. Matt Nagy just can't coach football, so I don't know. Or uh, against the Lions, he can. Oh, okay. So, uh, uh, I guess. And all and also at the end of the day, we have to think about it like this: Come playoff time, who do we know is going to show up? No, definitely Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Definitely Tom Brady. We, yeah. we, and, and as great as Kyler Murray has been, we haven't seen him in, in that situation yet. Now, now based off everything Kyler has shown, as everything based on everything Kyler has shown, he seems to have the intangibles to live up to that. But we simply just don't know yet because we haven't seen him in that situation. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm getting with Tom Brady. Oh, I know absolutely. what I, seven Super Bowls later, you know what you're getting from him at, at age 44. Totally. So, what about you, Ben? BS or no BS from the Cardinals? I'm I'm gonna agree. I think Shea hit it on the nail with the yeah. whole like 
Yeah. The car right now the Cardinals look like the best team. And, right. Um, but we don't know come playoff time what that's gonna look like. Yeah, totally. Yeah. With Kyler Murray as their quarterback, when you have someone like Tom Brady who, you know, may he he wins a little bit here and there. I think <laughs> I think we can, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. yeah he he wins it. some games. You yeah. know, only seven. If Super you define Bowls. seven Super Bowls as some games, only right. seven Super Bowls, right. no yeah. big deal. Right. But yeah. I, I, I just I trust Tom Brady more and the Bucks. Yeah, more than the Cardinals. I, I, I don't think there's there's no disagreement here. You know, uh, I Bucks are in my opinion definitely the best team in the league right now. You have to remember that the Cardinals they were a Greg Joseph missed field goal away from losing because they were he was like at the thirty yard line for it was a thirty yard kick and he just shanked it. So if not for that, they would not be undefeated. So we wouldn't be having this conversation to begin with. So. Yeah, you have to have some luck when you're with the, when you're you know undefeated team. So the Cardinals had a lucky break against the Vikings when they played them. So I definitely think they are playing good football. Uh, people don't know this also, but I'm a former Cardinals fan because Larry Fitzgerald was my favorite player when I got into football. So I supported the Cardinals when he was there. But they're looking good. But JJ Watt is out now. I don't know if you guys heard about that. JJ Watt is hurt for the season. He had like four injuries in his shoulder, which is crazy to think about. Um, but I think, yeah, definitely Tampa Bay. Definitely the best team to beat, I think, when it matters most because they're going to – you know what Tom Brady is. The offense has a year under its belt, you know, so it's going to be very exciting to see. I will say, though, that as it relates to tonight, I do think Cardinals will win just because the Packers have, like, no receivers. Like, Devontae's out, Lazard's out, uh, Scanling's out. So they might be I – think, I think they'll be 8-0 at least for the short term still uh, come Friday morning. So what about you guys? What do you think tonight? I would also think the Cardinals win tonight just because Aaron Rodgers tonight for the Packers isn't going to have anybody to really throw to. Unless Randall yeah. Cop goes like Jordan Nelson or like 300-yard game or something like that. Although, although honestly, with Aaron Rodgers, I would not underestimate his history with Randall Cobb. I wouldn't. Yeah, that's fair. They do have a big history together. That's fair. They do. I also picked the Cardinals to beat the Packers. All right. So we're all in agreement there. All right, guys. So we are coming to the end here. We're going to talk about stuff here real quick about just life updates. I think it's a nice segment, you know, so it's not just all about sports or pop culture. You know, we just talk about ourselves a bit because we are pretty new to this whole podcast business. So I think it's important that we kind of talk about ourselves, make ourselves known as people. So I will start off. So I am a senior at FSC. We are we're all FSC students, by the way, just so everyone knows. And we are obviously sports fans, but we all are involved in different things. You know, uh, Shay is in DSP, Delta Sigma Pi, which is a business frat here. So I'll let him talk about that. But for me, I am a manager for our basketball team here. Uh, I've been doing it for about three years. I wasn't there last year because of COVID, but I'm back this year and you know, it's a nice experience, man. I get to be around some awesome guys, get to be behind uh, behind the curtain, so to speak, of a program day to day. So I really enjoy it. And we're actually ramping up to start of our season. We play November 12th and 13th, so it's our first two games. We have a preseason game on Saturday, this Saturday, the 30th against uh, Lincoln Memorial, which is a school in Tennessee. So we're actually gonna fly to Tomorrow to Tennessee and everything. So that's going to be exciting for me because I've never been to Tennessee before. And it's going to be exciting, man. So I recommend any of you who are FSC students who do hear this podcast, 
definitely check us out this year. We're going to have a good team. We're going to try to make a run at a championship. So I definitely encourage you to come along for the ride. But that is my life update right there. I'll let anyone of these two guys take over. I am Ben. I am a junior at Florida Southern College. Um, I love to write. I, I'm a huge like journalist fan. And yeah, currently I'm just, I'm living life. Ben's I'm, living life. I'm he enjoying anything. Just I'm enjoying kidding. life. I lied. Ben doesn't have anything. We're not all involved <laughs> in stuff. All right. Uh, what's going on, everybody? Um, for those of you who, for those of you who, for those of you who may not know me, although at this point you should, although at this point you should, because I'm the one who starts off every show. But my name is Shay. I am also a junior here at Florida Southern College. I'm studying both business administration and sport business management, um, both of which are big passions of mine, and and I definitely have big dreams with where I want to go with that. Um, Michael mentioned I'm very much involved in Delta Sigma Pi, which is our business fraternity. Um, our, 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 our chapter here at Florida Southern College is the Delta Iota chapter. There are, there are plenty of them all over the country. So, so, so if you go to any, so if you go, if you go to any school, it's more likely than not, you're going to find a, a Delta Sigma Pi chapter there. Um, and I'm also their vice president of community service. So that involves, so that involves a lot, a, a lot of planning events and, and working and working with the rest of my exec board on, on helping them out with their events. And also, and also duty, and also duties such such as such as initiate such as initiate initiation and other and other big things we have going on. I also recently became vice president of finance of a newer club on campus called the Cave of Positivity. Ooh, it, it's yeah. a it's a club it, it's a club meant to, it's a club where people can gather, spread good vibes, and and, and, and where we can kind of help each other do that. Um, as I mentioned, I recently became vice president of finance there. So, so, so I've been, I've been having to do a lot of hard and very tedious work involved, including setting up our bank account, which, which, which has been very annoying to say the least, but I'm very much hard at work at that. So, so outside of my love for sport, um, I, 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 I'm definitely a busy beat. I'm definitely a busy beat to say the least, but, 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 but I, I'm friends with a lot of people who, their schedule is just straight up nonstop. Yeah. And sometimes I wonder, how do you do it? Yeah. How, how, do, you, how, how do you deal with that? And sometimes to some degree, you know, it really makes you think like, you know, am I doing enough? Right. But at, but, but at the end of the day, you know, you know, if you're, if you're moving toward your goal and your dream, then at, then at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Oh, yeah. Yep. So for the life update portion, um, Shay and I are inter- – well, we, we interviewed already, but uh, Shay and I are up for this job with the Lakeland Magic for those that – Yeah, thank you, Benjamin. Uh, for those that don't know, Lakeland Magic are the G League affiliate, which is the development league for the NBA. So um, They're the G League affiliate for, for the Orlando Magic. For the Magic. Orlando Magic, yep. So uh, we're just we're fortunate that we live in an area where the, there's an NBA-affiliated team around. So uh, Shay and I have interviewed for them. We are the up for the game day promotions team. So um, we're not going to go too into detail because we don't know if it's we're going to get the job or not. But basically, we will be involved in game day and just being a promotion people. I guess that's a simple way to say it. We're going to be doing a lot of fun stuff if we do get a job. So hopefully we do. But uh, we'll find out tomorrow, actually. That's where we're supposed to talk to uh, Chase Parker, who was the guy in charge of it. So we're up for that. Um, 
I also interviewed for an internship on Tuesday with Polk County Tourism and Marketing. And that's awesome there because um, one of my contacts who was actually a professor, well, he's not a professor, but he, he taught a class here like on the side. Uh, his name is Ryan Buckley. He worked for Lakeland Magic, so that's how I got my connection to interview with the Lakeland Magic for that job. Uh, he actually works for Polk County now, so I think that's awesome that I get to, if I do get that internship there, um, I would get to see him every day and get to work with him and everything. So that's something I'm looking forward to. So I'm, that's going to take a little bit more time. They have, they're doing other interviews, but I have my resume there. I have to give them my class schedule once I make it uh, for next semester. So I'm looking forward to that. So I'm hoping I get that inter internship. I think that'd be a really fun, fun thing to do for sure. And so now we're going to wrap it up, guys. It's been a little bit. So we're gonna call this Final Thoughts, lack, pending a lack of a better name. But for now, we're gonna call it Final Thoughts. So we're just gonna wrap it up basically like this. We're just gonna talk about one key point that we talked about on the podcast today, about anything that you know we wanna have some more thoughts on or we just wanna recap on. And then one other additional small piece of news. So we're gonna transition away from sports for this, but um, Shay, Ben, and I are all very, very big Marvel fans. Um, to varying degrees, obviously. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. I think we can all agree that's something we're looking forward to. Yes. No doubt. That's going to be so fun. Uh, it's the end of the trilogy for uh, Tom Holland and his role as Spider-Man. But it's going to come out December. So um, some news leaked today that more villains from past Spider-Man movies, they have the Lizard and Sandman are going to be in No Way Home. Um, we already know that uh, Doc Ock is going to be in there from... Toby Maguire's Spider-Man series. So what do you guys think? How, how are we feeling about having more villains from past Spider-Man films? I love it. Yeah. The more the merrier is what I merrier. said. I think, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens in the movie with if there's other Spider-Men that come into it, but yeah. it's looking like that. Um, well, Shay is convinced that that's going to happen. So Ben's not so sure, but Shay's convinced. I, I don't want to give my hopes up. Mm -hmm. I, I think it will happen. Shay, Shay's emphatic about it. I'll, I'll let him talk about it. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. All right, everybody. So full disclosure, I've been, I've been a Spider-Man fan my entire life. I remember, I remember being a little kid watching the Toby, watching Toby, watching the Toby Maguire Spider-Man trilogy directed by Sam Raimi. And, and, and it was that trilogy of movies that made me fall in love with this, with the superhero genre. So, so so I go all the way back when it comes to my love for Spider-Man and, and specifically Tobey Toby Maguire Spider-Man, which is why, assuming he is in the movie, I will absolutely lose my mind seeing him with, with Tom Holland and, and Andrew Garfield as they fight what's going to look, what's looking like to be the Sinister Six. Mm. So as Michael mentioned, I am basically convinced that Andrew and Toby are in this movie simply because their marketing has been so secretive. And at this point, the three Spider-Men being in this movie is the worst kept secret in Hollywood. I, I, I cannot lie. Like that would just be like probably the greatest film I've ever seen in my entire life. If I do see it, like it's just so much. Uh, although, yeah, that would be insane. Although, although I will say seeing all these leaks on social media of just like the most random stuff, it is getting really, really annoying. Obviously, obviously we're coming up on the second trailer coming out. That could come out really any moment or any day now. Probably sometime in the next few weeks. 
because I know I know Eternals comes out in the very very near future, so mm-hmm. so we can definitely keep an eye out for that. Um, but there's no doubt at all that this is the most anticipated film of the year by far oh, yeah. away. Especially if you're bringing in Toby and Andrew. It's a good holiday present, you know, for the yeah. holidays. Absolutely. All right, so my final thought for the day is I am just going to talk about the NBA one more time. Um, I'm loving what I've seen so far. It's been a good first week. Um, like I said, he, as a Heat fan, I'm super excited about how we look this year so far. Obviously, it's on very, 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 very early, but... Uh, play the Hornets on ESPN on Friday, so that's going to be a pretty good game because they're also one loss, so that's going to be fun. And I'm very much looking forward to us going into the playoffs in April and winning a championship. So there we go. I'm super excited for all that. For my final thought, I'm talking about Michigan, Michigan State again. Uh, as a Michigan fan, I can't remember the last time I've been so hyped about a game before. Uh, it's been a while. And... I'm just so hyped. Uh, college game day, big big new kickoff. Both gonna be there. Um, so yeah, hopefully Michigan can, Michigan can get the win, or else I may not be a very happy person the next time we he'll do the be podcast. Ma- he'll be madly depressed. He's lying. He's <laughs> be madly depressed. I'm also gonna finish off with Michigan, just because I don't think there's any doubt, especially in Ben and I's mind, that that we are like like this is what we've waited for as Michigan fans because because. Sure, we faced competition in, in the past. We haven't faced anything like Michigan State. Like, this is the matchup between the number six and number eight ranked teams in the country. So this so this is going to be, like, Michigan's true test as as as, as like, whether Michigan is BS or, or, or Michigan's no BS. So de- so definitely the results, the result of this game will show what Michigan has. Um, obviously, Michigan has another two big tests down the line with, with the Penn State and, and the big one. Ohio State, where that's going to be Michigan's defining moment of the season. But but as of right here, right now, we got Michigan State on Saturday. I like Michigan's chances. ESPN currently is favoring them by four. I think that's rather fair, given what Michigan has done this season. Um, and, and, and obviously, I picked them by a touchdown, and I could not be more excited for this game. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be great to watch. All right, so that will do it for us, guys. We appreciate any and all of you that chose to listen with us today. Uh, This has been the No BS Podcast. I am Michael. I am Ben. I'm Shay. Have a beautiful, beautiful weekend. See you next week.